Are you a WWE fan? Are you looking forward to a great WWE podcast? Do you want to learn about my personal favorite matches from 2005 to 2015? Well, stick around. WWE Zone Radio debuts live on American Variety Network right after this. You are tuned in live to the American Variety Network here, live on Blog Talk Radio. With a name like American Variety, you can expect a wide variety of topics. Now, let's get live here on the AV Network. Welcome to WWE Zone Radio, where it's cool to be in the zone and be a wrestling fan. WWE fans are going to love this show. I'm your host, the crazy Italian-American AC, and welcome to WWE Zone Radio right here on American Variety Network. Now... I have always been a WWE fan. Matter of fact, my father, who is 50 years old, has been liking wrestling since he was a little kid. So he loves wrestling too. And I was born into this family liking wrestling. So I'm a lifelong wrestling fan. I actually started watching wrestling at six years old and understanding wrestling at six years old and ever since then always watched it i've always watched monday night raw thursday night smackdown and all of the great pay-per-views so me as a wrestling fan i know i am going to deliver a quality wrestling show for you the other wrestling fans out there now we're just going to talk about wwe on this show because Really, that's the only wrestling that I watch. I really don't care for TNA or the other wrestling promotions out there. I am strictly a WWE fan, and that's what we're going to talk about 
on WWE Zone Radio. We're going to do pay-per-view previews and reviews. We'll talk about WWE superstars, basically anything and everything WWE right here on WWE Zone Radio. So today, we're going to start with a great show. Today, to start the show, I want to talk about my personal favorite WWE superstars of all time. Plus, I'll talk about my favorite WWE matches of all time. And I'll also talk about my favorite pay-per-views of all time. And I would like to discuss the current Hulk Hogan situation because the Hulkster has recently got himself in trouble and got fired and banned from the WWE. We'll talk about that. And then last but not least, I want to talk about TNA and if I watch TNA because a lot of my Twitter followers always ask me, do you watch TNA? And I'll answer that question right here on the show. But the main attraction of today's show I'm going to talk about my best matches of the last 10 years. So I'm going to talk about the best WWE matches of 2005 to 2015. These are all my personal favorite matches, and I'll discuss them all on this show. Now, some of the bigger matches, I'm actually going to play the promo that was used for the feud or the pay-per-view here on the show. These are going to include the big matches like Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 21, Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan at SummerSlam 2005. I'm not going to do every single match that I'm going to talk about because I don't have that much time, but I'm going to save them for the biggest matches. So you're going to be able to hear the awesome promos that the WWE creates for these matches. And I have to hand it to the WWE creative team. Whoever makes the promos does a fantastic job. I'm a big fan of their promos. But anyways, tonight we're going to talk about the best matches of 2005 to 2015 right after I finish talking about my favorite superstars and stuff. And at the end of the show, I have a special announcement regarding the Variety Network. We'll save that towards the end of the show right before I get to closing out the show for tonight. All right, so today's show is being broadcast live right here in Springfield, Mass., like every show that I do here on the American Variety Network. So if you're listening live anywhere in the United States of America or anywhere in the world, please feel free to go ahead and call in. The call-in number is one 989 8142. I'd love to have you here on the show. So just grab your phone, dial 1-347-989-8142, and you're more than welcome to discuss your favorite WWE superstars, your favorite WWE matches, or discuss your thoughts on Hulk Hogan. So when we talked about my favorite matches from the last 10 years, you're more than welcome to call in and share your favorite match. And you're also welcome to call in and share your favorite WWE superstars as well. One more time, the number to call in is 1-347-989-8142. All right, enough of that stuff. Let's go ahead and get started. And I want to start by talking about my personal favorite WWE superstars. Now, like I said, I started watching wrestling at the age of six. So I saw WWE and WCW 
So my top four wrestlers were based on when I was a younger kid. That's right. My first four wrestlers are ones that I've been watching all my life. I've seen these guys wrestle all my single life, and I really, really enjoy these particular wrestlers. So we're going to go ahead and talk about my personal favorite superstars now. My first favorite wrestler is none other than the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. And Shawn Michaels is a Hall of Famer, and he is rightfully so a WWE Hall of Famer. Now, Shawn Michaels, in my opinion, is one of the best wrestlers to ever lace up his boots and get inside a WWE ring. Now, I am very honored to have been able to watch many of Michaels' matches in TV and in person as well because I've been to some WWE events. But I really, really like Shawn Michaels. He's one of my personal favorite wrestlers. He's probably my all-time favorite wrestler, but unfortunately he's retired now, so we no longer see Shawn Michaels inside a WWE ring, but he's my all-time favorite. My second favorite wrestler is none other than the icon, the vigilante, Sting. Now, I love Sting's matches. He has great matches. He's a great wrestler. And at 56 year old, he still has it. Sting put on a five-star match at WrestleMania 31. It was an awesome match, and he can still go. So hopefully we'll see Sting continue to wrestle for WWE. I never thought I would announce that Sting is in the WWE ring. But folks, Sting is in the WWE ring. I know a lot of you wrestling fans out there will always say that Sting would never be in the WWE. But folks, he just joined WWE, and I think he's going to have a couple more matches before he retires. But obviously, as a big Sting fan, I'm glad to see him in the WWE getting the momentum and all the um, attention he needs as a wrestler because certainly he was not getting it in TNA. So I'm glad that he's at WWE right now. So I kind of want to see a Sting and Undertaker match because I saw one of my other dream matches happen at this year's WrestleMania, Sting and Triple H. And obviously I'm not going to get my other dream match, Sting and Shawn Michaels, because Shawn Michaels is retired. But at least I got an altercation between Sting and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 31. But I'm dying to see Sting and Undertaker. And I hope, I hope the WWE pulls the trigger and does Sting and The Undertaker at WrestleMania 32. It would be a big mistake if WWE did not do Sting and Taker at WrestleMania 32 because that is a money-selling match. They want to book out WrestleMania 32. They want to break the record attendance. Then they have to have Sting and Undertaker, in my opinion. I can't be the only WWE fan or wrestling fan that wants to see Sting and Taker fight. I'm pretty sure there's thousands of others out there who would like to see Sting and Undertaker fight. So Sting is my next favorite wrestler. Triple H is my third favorite wrestler. I loved him as a heel, especially his evolution days and the days that he was feuding with Shawn Michaels. He was great. I loved him as a face. And most importantly, I loved it when he was teaming with Shawn Michaels and D-Generation X. And in my opinion, D-Generation X is one of the best tag teams of all time. 
Now, my next favorite wrestler happens to be one of the greatest of all time. He is still wrestling with his 20-plus year career, and that happens to be The Undertaker. You have to have a lot of respect for The Undertaker because he wrestles through various injuries, and he continues to wrestle today. Other wrestlers would call it quits with all the injuries he had, but The Undertaker continues to wrestle and entertain us sports fans and our entertain us wrestling fans as well. So I have a lot of respect for Undertaker. He puts on decent matches, and he loves his in-ring work. I love it. He loves it, and all the fans love it. So I'm happy to be a fan of The Undertaker, and I'm actually excited to watch SummerSlam, you see Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar as Undertaker tries to get his revenge against Brock Lesnar for ending his WrestleMania undefeated streak at WrestleMania 30, and we'll discuss that later on in the show. Um, but hope I hope Undertaker does defeat Brock Lesnar, and hopefully at the end of SummerSlam, I'm hoping we'll see some sort of an Undertaker and Sting showdown to set up a match for SummerSlam or excuse me, for WrestleMania 32, but we'll have to see. So hopefully at the end of SummerSlam, we'll see Taker and Sting do a showdown, set up a rivalry for at least Survivor Series or WrestleMania 32. All right, now let's talk about my current favorite superstars. First, we've got Dean Ambrose. Now, I like Dean Ambrose. I liked him when he was in the Shield, and I like him even better as a singles competitor. Now, I don't think that the WWE is using Dean's full momentum to create a main event superstar. I think the WWE is handling Dean Ambrose the wrong way. But in three or four years, I can honestly say that I see Dean Ambrose being a WWE champion. He just has to work on his mic skills and a little bit of in-ring work. But he's definitely got main event talent, and I love his matches, and I love his promos and stuff. He kind of reminds me of a new version of Roddy Roddy Piper. So I obviously think WWE has high hopes for Dean Ambrose, and I like watching his in-ring work. Now, my next favorite wrestler is Bray Wyatt. Now, Bray Wyatt is out there. He's cuckoo. He's crazy. But I have to respect Bray Wyatt. He has been defeated twice at WrestleMania. And he's lost to John Cena and The Undertaker. But he remains humble. And he gets right back out there and fights next time he's scheduled to fight. That's what I like about Bray Wyatt. Other guys would complain on podcasts or YouTube videos or complain to the media. But what Bray Wyatt does, he doesn't complain. He takes the loss. And he actually fights his next feud. And he is a great wrestler for that. And actually, I don't consider it being buried by losing to John Cena or losing to The Undertaker, you're losing on the grandest stage of them all, WrestleMania. There is nothing wrong with that. And honestly, I'd love to see a Sting and Bray Wyatt match in the future. Bray Wyatt reminds me somewhat of this generation's Mick Foley or Mankind because it's sort of on the line of mentally sick and stuff. So he kind of reminds me of Mick Foley, but that's just my personal opinion. Now, Chris Jericho is another one of my all-time favorite superstars. I like that he puts over the younger talent, and he'll actually lose a match to put somebody over. And I like his in-ring work. He has great in-ring work, and he deliver, delivers great promos and stuff. So Chris Jericho 
is another favorite wrestler of mine. Edge. Edge is a great wrestler. I liked his spear and his in-ring work. I liked his character. His character was very unique and mysterious, and I really enjoyed his character. Now, unfortunately for Edge, he suffered a really bad neck injury that cost him his career, and he had to retire really early. But fortunately for Edge, his last match was on the grandest stage of them all, which he won, and it was a great match in my personal opinion. But hopefully we'll see Edge return to the WWE in some capacity, whether it be general manager, color commentator, or just someone coming on the screen to talk or something. Obviously he can't wrestle because he has a broken neck, uh, but he can come out and do color commentary and stuff. Have him replace JBL. JBL is awful on the Raw announce team. I'd rather have Edge or Michaels or, or Jericho even to do color commentary. But even now, Hulk Hogan's gone from Tough Enough. You could bring Edge in to be a new host of Tough Enough. Uh, I think Edge would be a perfect fit as a new host for Tough Enough. All right, anyways, my next favorite superstar is the Viper, the legend killer, Randy Orton. I have always been a big fan of Randy Orton. I loved his gimmick in 2004 and 2007 when he would attack legends like McFoley, like Sergeant Slaughter, like Shawn Michaels, and all the other great legends. I loved when he had that punt kick. I remember when he punted Shawn Michaels in the skull and took him out until October of 2007. I remember then I was kind of upset because Shawn Michaels was my all-time personal favorite wrestler, but I really like how it evaluated. I literally like how it actually raised Orton's level as a main event superstar. Sorry for the stutter there. But I really like how it raised Orton as a main event superstar. And him feuding with Shawn Michaels made him more legendary than he already is. And I think Orton is going to be a legend come like 20 years from now. Okay. Uh, he's a great wrestler, great in-ring work. And I do agree with a lot of the fans. I think he does need to work on his promo skills. Uh, but his in-ring work speaks for itself. I wishing maneuver, the RKO, and arguably his best feud was against Triple H in 2009. And I really liked it. Although I like his match with John Cena too. But his match with Triple H at WrestleMania 25 happens to be one of my personal WWE championship matches. All right, well, you can't have a favorite superstar, or you can't have favorite superstars without favorite WWE divas. So I want to talk to you guys right now about my personal favorite WWE divas. Two of them are actually Hall of Famers. First is the sexy blonde Trish Stratus. Now, I jokingly always call my aunt, Trish Stratish, because she looks similar to her. But uh, Stratish is one of my personal favorite WWE divas. Then we've got the sexy Lita. She's very handsome. She actually returned to Raw a couple of weeks ago, and I actually thought she looked awesome looking. Lita is very, very handsome, and uh, she's one of my personal favorite divas. Then we got AJ Lee. She actually retired as well. AJ Lee was one of my personal favorite divas of all time. And last but not least, the former WWE diva, now TNA diva, Karma. I hope that Karma will eventually return to the 
WWE. I don't know why she left the WWE, but I hope she will eventually return to the WWE because we miss her and we all love her here at WWE. She was a great diva. And I think if she did return, she would add some spark to the WWE Divas division because we're missing spark right now. We're sick of the Bella Twins. I'm already sick of Team Bad and I'm sick of Paige. The only diva I like right now is Sasha Banks and Charlotte. Those are the only two divas that I actually like right now. All right. So those are my personal favorite WWE superstars. Guys and listeners, what are your favorite WWE superstars? Go ahead and call in. And All right. So now I want to talk about my personal favorite WWE pay-per-views of all time. That's right, folks. We're going to go ahead and talk about my personal favorite WWE pay-per-views of all time. First, my first pay-per-view is the WWE Royal Rumble. I like the excitement that the Royal Rumble brings. I like that the winner of the Royal Rumble match itself gets to earn a spot at the WrestleMania main event for a chance to win the championship. So the Rumble has always been a favorite match of mine and a favorite pay-per-view of mine because usually they, they try to pull off all the stops and have a great quality championship match. Like in 2013, when The Rock returned to take on CM Punk and The Rock would defeat CM Punk to win the WWE title and end reign as champion. And then this year at Royal Rumble, we had the beautiful triple threat between Brock Lesnar, John Cena, and Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins really shot that match, which was great. My, of course, my next favorite pay-per-view is the biggest pay-per-view every single year, and that is WWE WrestleMania. I love WrestleMania for all the right reasons, all the great matches, and everything that has to come with WrestleMania, whether it's the great performers singing music or the great matches. Now, my all-time personal favorite WrestleMania would have to be a tie between 25 and 31. Both were great WrestleManias, and I really enjoyed them. Now, my all-time favorite WrestleMania matches are actually three. The first is Shawn Michaels and Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. The second is... Sting versus Triple H, and the third is, is uh, Triple H and Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 29. And if I had a fourth, I'd say Taker and Triple H, WrestleMania 28, Inside the Hell in the Cell. But I love every single WrestleMania. My next favorite pay-per-view is WWE SummerSlam. I love SummerSlam because they usually put together great matches, like in the summer of 2013, when Daniel Bryan was on the rise to main event stardom, he got the main event with John Cena and win the title only for Randy Orton to cash in his money in the bank and win the WWE title. I kind of see that happening this year, but we'll have to see. But I like SummerSlam for all their great main events and the summer pay-per-view. Now, SummerSlam is sort of like WWE summer version of WrestleMania, in uh, my opinion. My next favorite pay-per-view is Survivor Series. This is where Undertaker debuted. This is where Sting debuted. This is home to the classic five 
five tag team elimination match that I know I love and a lot of my WWE listeners out there love. I really dig the five-on-five traditional elimination tag team matches. I think they're a great match. And my final favorite pay-per-view is WWE Hell in a Cell because I love the Hell in a Cell matches they put together. So those are all my personal favorite WWE pay-per-views. All right. Now, briefly, I want to talk about my personal favorite wrestling matches of all time. There's going to be a few TNA matches and a few WCW matches in here, but all my personal favorite matches of all time. So, my first favorite match is from WrestleMania 12, and that features Shawn Michaels versus Bret the Hitman Hart in an Iron Man match for the WWE Championship. Now, that was an awesome match because it was the rise of Shawn Michaels, and Shawn Michaels got his push in this match, and both Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart delivered a show-stealing WrestleMania 12 main event. And the reason why this match is my favorite is because of not a tie. The WWE went with having a sudden death. And a sudden death was the favorite part of the match for me. And I really enjoyed the sweet chain music that won Shawn Michaels' WWE title. And from that day, Shawn Michaels' career continued to rise. And that made Shawn Michaels one of the greatest wrestlers in the WWE history and in the wrestling so that will always be <coughs> one of my personal favorite matches. Okay, my next favorite match is from the final episode of WCW, and it was from two icons and two legends in the wrestling industry, and it was Sting versus Ric Flair, the last episode of WCW after they got bought by WWE. It was a great match, and it was a great way to end WCW's reign. And I know I, for one, a lot of fans would tune in to WWE the next Monday after WWE just to see Aang and Ric Flair would jump ship to WWE. Obviously, Flair did, but Sting waited 14 years to go to the WWE. But it's great to have Sting finally in the WWE, but the reason Sting and Flair, the last match of WCW, one of my favorites, is because it was a great match. It told the story that they were going to be wrestling for the very last time inside a WCW ring, and I loved the Scorpion lock on um, Ric Flair. It was great. I'm not even sure if I pronounced it right. Uh, I think Scorpion. Yeah, the Scorpion. Deathlock, there we go. When, he, when uh, Sting applied the Scorpion Deathlock on Ric Flair, I really enjoyed that. My next favorite match is actually a series of feuds from the only feud I was interested in in TNA, and that was Sting versus Mick Foley. You guys might remember that Sting and Foley fought at WCW when under the Cactus Jack character, but I like the Sting and Mick Foley matches from TNA a lot better. They did a great job after storytelling and stuff like that, I really was into that feud. So all those matches are my personal favorite. My next favorite match comes from SummerSlam 2002, and it is Shawn Michaels versus 
Triple H, and Shawn Michaels returned for the first time in four years after suffering a debilitating back injury. And it was great to see Shawn Michaels return in the ring and face his buddy Triple H in an iconic match. It was a great match, and Michaels won with a roll-up, and Triple H profanified himself to the heel, hitting Michaels with a sledgehammer after the match was over. So that's one of my personal favorite matches. My next favorite match is Survivor Series 2002, Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho, WrestleMania 19, a classic match that I really liked. Words cannot describe how good that match is. My next favorite match is Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 21. We're going to talk about that later on in the show or a couple minutes here, so I'm not going to explain too much about it. My next favorite match is Shawn Michaels and Triple H DX versus Mr. McMahon's. In a feud, it's actually one of my personal favorite feuds. The Exorcist the McMahon's was a great feud. Now, Shawn Michaels versus Randy Orton at Cyber Sunday 2007 was a classic match with a bad finish, but it's one of my personal favorite matches of all time. Then, career match, a career-threatening match at WrestleMania 24. Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair will always be a great match. And it was Ric Flair's last match in the WWE. So you have to respect that. One of my personal favorites. And in my honest opinion, the best WrestleMania match ever, Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker, WrestleMania 25. Who would agree with me that Shawn Michaels and Undertaker is one of the best matches in WrestleMania history? And then I liked both Undertaker and Triple H matches at WrestleMania. They were both off. So I have to give the credit where it's due. I like Undertaker and Triple H at WrestleMania 27 and 28. I like Brock Lesnar versus Triple H at WrestleMania 29. And last but not least, I like Sting versus Triple H at WrestleMania 31. So they're all my personal favorite matches of all time. Moving on down to my next topic before we get into our main topic tonight. Do I watch TNA? I used to watch TNA. The only time I watched TNA was when Sting was in TNA. Why? Well, because Sting is one of my personal favorite wrestlers. After Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff took over TNA, I could not watch it anymore. It was going downhill then. And right now, I think TNA is going downhill even worse now. If you ask my opinion on TNA, I'm going to tell you, by, by the end of this year, I think TNA is done. I think by 2016, TNA will be off the air. They're going to be like ECW. I think they're going to be thrown out of the wrestling industry. And I honestly hope that TNA leaves because TNA puts out inferior wrestling product, WWE in my opinion. And I honestly do not like TNA. However, there's a lot of people out there that like TNA. So hopefully TNA will succeed for those people. But me, honestly, I don't like TNA and I hope it goes away. But, um, no, I don't watch TNA anymore after Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan took over. and went downhill from there. The last thing I will ask before we get into our main topic tonight is Hulk Hogan. Now, Hogan, what a piece of shit Hogan is, first and foremost. Now, Hogan got banned and fired from the WWE because, you know, racial slurs, and he even said homosexual slurs to people. Now, Hogan, why are you such a racist bastard? 
all right? You know that you are a public figure. You are a mentor for thousands of people. I don't care how angry you get at your daughter or whoever else you get angry at. You don't racism into the mix. You don't put black slurs or anything into anything because it shows that you're a racist son of a bitch. All right? There is no excuse. I get angry at people, but I don't swear or say racial slurs or homosexual slurs. What did you think was going to happen when the WWE found those tapes hold? I pat you in the back and say, it's okay? No, you got fired. And quite honestly, I hope that WWE never hires you back because we're never going to be able to trust that you won't do it again. So all I'm going to say for that situation is I'm really shocked that he did it. Um, but he has a path to doing bad things because of all the sex tapes and stuff he's done. So I'm not really shocked in the sense. But I'm going to throw a Hogan line at you. Hogan, what you going to do now, brother? What you going to do now, brother, that WWE has fired you? TNA's not going to want you anymore because they don't want racist people in their business. No wrestling company is ever going to want you again, brother. You should have thought about that when you went angry and started saying racial swears and stuff. All right. So that's my take on the whole Hulk Hogan situation. Honestly, I don't give a damn about it, but I just wanted to share my opinions on it with you guys. All right. We're 35 minutes into the show, and I think we covered everything that I wanted to cover for the first half of the show. Now, let's get into the second half of the show and the best part of the show. Right now, we're going to talk about the best matches of 2005 to 2015 in my personal opinion. So are you guys ready to hear about the best matches of 2005 to 2015? Remember, the best and biggest matches I'm going to play the promos for. All right, go ahead and get started. We'll start with the best matches of 2005 from 10 years ago. Now, here's match number one, 2005. WrestleMania 21, the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle. Now, this was a great match. There was a lot of hype in this match. There was Raw versus SmackDown. You had the best of Raw versus one of the best of SmackDown. And the Raw commentators and the SmackDown commentators really hyped this match up so big. And I was really interested in seeing this match. Now, obviously, it all in the Royal Rumble when Michaels eliminated Kurt Angle, but then it got crazy in there. Shawn Michaels would dress up as a cameraman to attack Kurt Angle, and then Kurt Angle would attack Shawn Michaels after he had a, uh, a match with all bloody and stuff like that. But words cannot describe this feud. I'm going to let WWE for wrestling at 21 because Michaels and Kurt Angle describe this match. Here it is, folks. Started at the Royal Rumble. Whoa! Kurt Angle! Here we go! Angle is suplex in the world! Look at Kurt Angle! Uh oh! Oh, oh yeah! That's locked! Locked an ankle lock! Ankle lock! Time for Trump's late team music! Oh, to be in the main event at WrestleMania has been ended by Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels, my issue with you does go well beyond the Royal Rumble. 
goes all the way back to 1996. I won a gold medal. And people are talking to me about some guys named Shawn Michaels gliding down from the rafters that year and putting on a wrestling clinic. And that ate me up, Shawn. Because truth be told, you are one of the best of all time. But to even suggest that you're the greatest wrestler of this generation is an insult to me and everything I stand for. He is the most decorated athlete in WWE history. I'm an Olympic gold medalist. Kurt Angle is a former European champion, tag team champion, intercontinental champion, WCW champion, a king of the ring, and a four-time WWE champion. I beat five of the greatest superstars in WWE history in a six-man hell in a cell. I, Kurt Angle, am the greatest athlete ever in the history of the WWE. Kurt Angle, the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels is a doormat for absolutely nobody. Despite all the accolades, you have never had the chance to go to the biggest stage of them all against Mr. WrestleMania. I will give you a show like you have never, ever seen before. Why? Because I can. I am simply the very best sports entertainer in the world. Nobody has ever, ever outperformed Shawn Michaels in a big match situation. Shawn Michaels, this is what you can expect at WrestleMania. That was the Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle promo. So now we want to go ahead and talk about the match. Now that match that Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle had was a show-stopping experience. I really enjoyed the Shawn Michaels and uh, Kurt Angle match at WrestleMania 21. So, words cannot describe the action in this match. I mean, you had the twists and turns, super kicks, angle slams, angle locks. But in the end, Kurt Angle defeated Shawn Michaels with the angle lock in a classic WrestleMania 21 show stealer. All right. So, the match was a great match. And I'm going to rate every single match that I talk about tonight and i'm gonna tell you guys what i would have changed about these matches so first uh i'm gonna rate this match nine out of ten stars nine out of ten stars is a high rating and it really deserves nine out of ten stars it was a great match now what would i have changed i would have had uh, michaels lose to an angle slam instead of an angle lock but it doesn't doesn't matter uh michaels for angle and in the end, Michaels got his victory back at Vengeance 2005, and it was a great feud. So Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels is the match of the year, in my opinion, for the year 2005. All right, the next match we're going to talk about is SummerSlam 2005. 
And it was the main event of SummerSlam. Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan. Yeah. In one corner, you've got the Heartbreak Kid. Main event, the showstopper, the icon. In the other corner, you got Legend, Hulk Hogan. It was Legend versus Icon, SummerSlam 2005. Now, the irony, 10 years later, is that Michaels will be signing autographs at SummerSlam, while Hulk Hogan will be nowhere to be found for this year's SummerSlam. Because <laughs> Hogan got fired from the WWE. But anyway, for this match was great because you had Shawn Michaels turning heel, turning heel for the first time in years to take on Hulk Hogan, and it was great. Words cannot describe this feud. So I'm going to let let SummerSlam 2005 promo describe this feud for us. Hulk Hogan, you've been living off a reputation that you created 20 years ago. I go out there every single night and recreate myself. So, I am laying down the challenge. SummerSlam! The immortal Hulk Hogan versus the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. At SummerSlam, I'm going to kick your teeth down your throat. You, my friend, have taken this thing to a whole nother level, dude. In this ring, you can't touch me. You are going to find out that your immortality has a price. Hulk Hogan! What are you going to do, Shawn Michaels? What you going to do? When the power, the shows not power. So this was a great match, but I'd like to tell you guys that the original plan for SummerSlam 2005 was for Shawn Michaels to go over, and it would have caused a feud between Michaels and Hogan that would continue to the next pay-per-view and then culminate at Survivor Series 2005. But typical egomaniac Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan did not want to put HBK over at SummerSlam. He had to have the win on the big pay-per-view like the egomaniac Hulk Hogan is. He has a huge ego. It's bigger than his dick, folks. So I don't understand why Hogan had to go over at SummerSlam. He could have had the victory at the next pay-per-view. Really, it does not matter. Wins and losses don't matter at pay-per-views. But... I honestly think that Hogan should have passed the torch to Shawn Michaels and allow Michaels to win. I mean, why did he pass the torch to The Rock at WrestleMania, but he can't pass the torch to Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam? I don't know. I don't understand Hogan's business uh, 
applications, but I don't know. It's just Hulk Hogan is a weirdo. Anyways, at SummerSlam 2005, it was a great match, a show-stealing match. Hulk Hogan defeated Shawn Michaels with the leg drop. Michaels would bust open Hogan, hit him with a sweet chain music, hit him with a steel chair. But in the end, superhero Hogan would win with the leg drop and bounce back from being busted wide open in the head and defeat Shawn Michaels. Now, the best thing about this match for me is Shawn Michaels overselling. You can clearly tell he did not want to lose, so he did everything in his power to make Hogan look like an asshole, and I really appreciate that. So the best thing about this match is Shawn Michaels overselling. The rating of this match is 7 out of 10 stars because had Michaels gone over, I think he would not oversell. It would have been a 10 out of 10 stars match. But because Hogan would not put over Michaels, Michaels is angry and oversold a lot. So I'm going to give that match a 7 out of 10 stars. But it was a great match, and I really did enjoy it. What I would have changed was I would have had Hogan lose to Michaels at SummerSlam and continue a feud into the later months of 2015, or excuse me, of 2005. And, um, Ended it there, but Hogan would not do that, so we just had to go with SummerSlam 2005. All right, the next best match of 2005 is Survivor Series 2005, and it was Team Raw versus Team SmackDown battling for the best brand of the year 2005. Team Raw was captained by Shawn Michaels, Kane, Big Show, Carlito, and Chris Masters as the team members. Team SmackDown was uh, uh, captained by JBL, and the team members were Batista, Rey Mysterio, JBL, Bobby Lashley, and Randy Orton. The match was awesome. I really enjoyed it. It came down to Shawn Michaels and Randy Orton, and once again, Shawn Michaels put over Randy Orton. In the end, Team SmackDown defeated Team Raw with Randy Orton pinning Shawn Michaels. And the best part of this match was... The Undertaker returned and continued the Orton versus Undertaker feud, and it led to a match at Hell in a Cell 2005 at Armageddon in which Undertaker got his retribution on Randy Orton. So those are the best matches from 10 years ago in 2005. Now let's go to nine years ago, 2006. The first best match of 2006 was the Royal Rumble match of 2006. And if you haven't watched the Royal Rumble 2006, I highly recommend watching it. Now, this Royal Rumble 2006 was an interesting Royal Rumble packed with plenty of surprises, including the Shawn Michaels and McMahon's feud for WrestleMania 22 because Shane O'Mac, Shane McMahon, would come out and cost Shawn Michaels the Royal Rumble match and eliminate him. And I actually thought Rey Mysterio winning an honor of Eddie Guerrero was pretty cool because Eddie Guerrero had recently passed away and they gave Rey Mysterio the honor of winning the Royal Rumble in honor of the late great Eddie Guerrero. So my rating for the 2006 Royal Rumble match itself is 10 out of 10. And what I would have changed is I, may, I probably would have gave a younger superstar a victory like maybe Randy Orton or Shelton Benjamin or Carlito. I remember Shelton Benjamin and Carlito were really hot 
in this time. They were getting big feuds and winning a lot of matches and stuff. So I think Carlito would have made a good WWE champion. Uh, Shelton Benjamin, not so much, but he could have won the Royal Rumble and put a decent match at WrestleMania. Orton would have put on a decent match at WrestleMania. But in the end, Rey Mysterio won. So my rating for the match would be 10 out of 10. And like I said, I would have changed to have a younger superstar win the match. All right, the next best match of 2006 is New Year's Resolution. And it's the Illumination Chamber for the WWE title. John Cena defended his WWE Championship against Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle, Carlito, Chris Masters, and Kane. It was one of the best Illumination Chambers of all time, in my personal opinion. It was great to see Shawn Michaels eliminate Kurt Angle and end that feud. Now, my rating for this Illumination Chamber would be 9 out of 10, and there is nothing I would change about it because it was a great match. All right, WrestleMania 22, Shawn Michaels versus Vince McMahon. Now, originally at WrestleMania 22, the WWE decided to do Shawn Michaels and Eddie Guerrero for the World Heavyweight Championship, but unfortunately, Eddie Guerrero had passed away, and the WWE had to change their plan. So they went with Mr. McMahon versus Shawn Michaels. In the hype of the match was that Shawn Michaels was going to get revenge on Mr. McMahon for for making his life a living hell because Shawn Michaels told Mr. McMahon to move on from screwing Bret Hart in Canada. And they, made, they created a series of feuds, and then it led to Shawn Michaels versus Mr. McMahon at WrestleMania 22. And to this day, it's one of my personal favorite odd WrestleMania matches because I call it odd because Mr. McMahon was like 60-something when he wrestled this match. And he actually looked in decent shape. He was in the uh, best shape of his life during this match, surprisingly. But the match itself was a decent match. But in classic Shawn Michaels fashion, he pulled off a good match at WrestleMania and got the victory over uh, Mr. McMahon. Shawn Michaels defeated Mr. McMahon with sweet chin music. My rating for this match is 9 out of 10 stars. And 9 stars only because Mr. McMahon really is not a good wrestler. But he's the boss, and he delivered a great match. He knows what it's like to wrestle, so he did a great match. All right. My next favorite match from 2006 is WrestleMania 22, a hardcore match between Edge versus Mick Foley, the hardcore legend. This was a great match because Edge has a mysterious character, and you never know what Edge is going to do. And Mick Foley is the hardcore legend, so you know that this is going to be a great match. Now, I love Extreme Rules matches, and this match in 2006 at WrestleMania 22 delivered to my satisfaction. I love the flaming table scene. That was great when Edge delivered a spear right on top of a flaming table. I think it was the best, best moment of WrestleMania 22. And, of course, Edge defeated McFoley with the spear through the flaming table. My next favorite match of 2006 was DX versus the Spirit Squad, Saturday night main event. And that match was a good match because DX would pitch a shutout and lock the Spirit Squad and Mr. McMahon after Shawn Michaels superkicked Mr. McMahon inside a pod, and they were stuck there. My next favorite match 
in 2006 was DX versus The Big Show, Mr. McMahon and Shane McMahon in a handicapped Hell in a Cell match in Unforgiven 2006. Triple H and Shawn Michaels won the match after Triple H pinned Vince following a sledgehammer shot to his back. And this also ended the DX feud. But I really enjoyed this handicapped Hell in a Cell match. The best part of this match for me was seeing Triple H and Shawn Michaels shove Vince McMahon's head right up his ass. Right up to Big Show's ass. <laughs> that was funny. Big Show's got a huge ass. And Mr. McMahon's head right, right up in there. That's pretty funny. All right. <laughs> but my rating for that match would be 10 out of 10. It was an entertaining match, to say the least. So we got 2005 and 2006 done. Let's fast forward to 2007, eight years ago. All right. The first match of 2007 is the Royal Rumble 2007. This is one of my personal favorite Royal Rumble matches. I loved the HBK Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker quick little 15 to 25 minute match in the Royal Rumble match itself. That sold 23 minute match itself because right then I knew that Shawn Michaels was going to get a title match at WrestleMania and The Undertaker was going to get a title match at WrestleMania. And it was great seeing Undertaker and Michaels, two of the greatest wrestlers of all time, enter the ring to face off in the Royal Rumble match. But obviously, The Undertaker wins a 2007 Royal Rumble match by eliminating the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. And if you haven't seen the 2007 Royal Rumble, I highly recommend checking it out. All right. The next, my next favorite match of 2007 is WrestleMania 23, Battle of the Billionaires. Bobby Lashley representing Donald Trump versus Umaga representing Vince McMahon with Stone Cold Steve Austin as a special guest referee. The winner gets to shave the loser's head. So let's say if uh, Umaga won, Vince McMahon would be able to shave Donald Trump's head. Or if Bobby Lashley won, Donald Trump would be able to shave Vince McMahon's head. This was a great hype because WWE put great emphasis on the battle of the billionaires between uh, Trump and Mr. McMahon. And they actually... Uh, made Lashley and Umaga somewhat of main event superstars. And Stone Cold Steve Austin as a referee is always So this was a very, very good match. No, it was definitely a WrestleMania moment at the end. Seeing seeing Mr. McMahon get his head shaved bald by Bobby Lashley. That was definitely a WrestleMania moment at the end of the show. So... Really, I really enjoyed this match. I love seeing Mr. McMahon get his head shaved bald by Donald Trump. Bobby Lashley would go on to defeat Umaga, and Vince got his head shaved at the end of the match. So my rating for this match is 10 out of 10 because Mr. McMahon got his head shaved bald. All right, WrestleMania 23, the main event of WrestleMania 23, Shawn Michaels versus John Cena for the WWE Championship. Now, at WrestleMania 23, the main event was originally going to be Triple H versus Cena from WrestleMania 22. But thank God it was not because I did not want to see another Cena in, in a Triple H match at WrestleMania. And uh, I was kind of happy to see Shawn Michaels and John Cena at WrestleMania 23. It's one of my personal favorite matches of all time. 
Now, I personally cannot explain the hype of this match because it really, it really was a great feud because he never knew when Shawn Michaels was going to kick Cena's head off. But I'm going to let the WWE promo do the talking for me. So here's the Shawn Michaels and John Cena promo from 2007, WrestleMania 23. WrestleMania 23, John Cena versus the Showstopper. This is what our business is all about. The heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, the showstopper, is back! Nobody has ever outperformed Shawn Michaels in a big match situation. My name is John Cena, the WWE Champion, and I am right here, here. Tension is in the air. HBK, you have had opportunity after opportunity to kick Cena's head right off his shoulders and you didn't do it. Do it. Nobody tells the heartbreak kid when to deliver sweet chin music. I do it when I want and I do it when you least expect it. My God, Michaels just kicked Cena's head off. John Cena, hold on tight because the heartbreak kid is going to take you to the top of the WrestleMania, the champ has arrived. It is here. It don't get no bigger than this. Okay, that was the Shawn Michaels and John Cena promo from WrestleMania 23. It was a great match, and I definitely liked that match. It was an awesome main event. I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed Shawn Michaels putting over John Cena. I thought it was great. Shawn Michaels made this a five-star match. Well, actually, a ten-star match. So John Cena would defeat Shawn Michaels with the STFU, and my rating for this match would be 10-10, and maybe the only thing i change in this match is have Shawn Michaels win the WWE title at WrestleMania 23, but Shawn Michaels versus... John Cena with John Cena winning with the STFU was a great way to end WrestleMania 23. All right, folks, we have our very first caller on WWE Zone Radio. I believe he wants to talk about his personal favorite WWE match from 2005 to 2015. Hi, you're now live on WWE Zone Radio, and thank you very much for calling in. Hi, uh, my name is James, and I wanted to say my favorite match uh, it was uh, WrestleMania 28, the end of an era match, uh, Undertaker versus Triple H? That was a great match. I really liked the end of the era match at WrestleMania 28 between Undertaker and uh, Triple H with Shawn Michaels as a special guest referee. What did you like about that match? Just uh, respect the men had for each other at the end of the match because they all knew that their years of competing together and competing against each other and they just had every ounce of respect someone could have for another person with each other. I definitely agree 100% with you. And uh, thank you very much for calling. I'm glad to hear that you liked the Undertaker and Triple H match in the Hell in the Cell at WrestleMania 28. Yep, thanks. You're welcome. Thank you for calling in, Jimmy. Yep. Bye. 
All right, that was actually my brother. He's actually a very good WWE fan, just like me. And his personal favorite match of all time, like you guys heard, is uh, Undertaker and Triple H, the Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania 28. All right, so we just finished talking about Shawn Michaels and John Cena from 2007 for the WWE Championship. Now, my next favorite match from 2007 was Cyber Sunday 2007. Shawn Michaels versus Randy Orton. And Shawn Michaels would actually return for Cyber Sunday 2007 because Randy Orton put him on the shelf with a vicious punt in May of 2007. And by October 2007, Shawn Michaels was ready to return. And he returned in big style by super kicking Randy Orton when he just won the WWE Championship. So the WWE gave Michaels a WWE title opportunity at, at, at uh, Cyber Sunday. But Shawn Michaels defeated Randy Orton by disqualification after a low blow from Randy Orton at Cyber Sunday 2007. And it's actually one of, a, one of the best matches that has a shitty ending. All right. It's one of the best matches that has a crappy ending, in my personal opinion. So uh, Shawn Michaels and Orton at Cyber Sunday was a great match. They give that an 8 out of 10 stars because it had a crappy ending, but I really enjoyed it. Now, my next favorite match from 2007 is the last match from 2007 that I'm going to talk about, and that's Armageddon, and that's Shawn Michaels versus Mr. Kennedy. Now, we all know that Mr. Kennedy is now in TNA as, Ar as Mr. Anderson. Not Arn Anderson, but he's in TNA as Anderson. But uh, 2007, Shawn Michaels versus Mr. Kennedy was a great match, and it was a great way to end 2007. And Shawn Michaels defeated Mr. Kennedy in 2007 and Armageddon 2007. All right, let's fast forward to 2008. We'll start with the Royal Rumble of 2008. It was awesome seeing Shawn Michaels and Baker kickstart the Royal Rumble one year after they finished the 2007 Royal Rumble. I was glad that it was in Madison Square Garden, and I thought it was great that the Royal Rumble 2008 was in the... Uh, Square Garden Arena in New York, probably the largest arena for a WWE event. Good to see John Cena return and win the 2008 Royal Rumble match. So I thought it was great to see uh, John Cena return and win the 2008 Royal Rumble. Now, the next match we're going to talk about is WrestleMania 24, a career-threatening match between Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair. Now, earlier, before this match, fan told Ric Flair that the next match he loses, he has, he has to retire. So if Ric Flair ever loses again, he has to retire. And that, they led that all the way to WrestleMania. Ric Flair defeated every single opponent up until WrestleMania 24. So the hype behind this match, was that Shawn Michaels could be the man to retire the nature boy, Ric Flair. And this was a great feud, but again, words cannot describe this feud. So I'm going to allow the WWE promo to do that for me. So it is my honor and my privilege to present to you the very first inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame Class 2008. And more importantly, he's my friend. As long as you keep on winning, 
the next time you lose a match, your career is over. Only one thing in the world that could make Ric Flair's career even bigger, and that would be to wrestle the man whose name is synonymous with WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels. I am not going to be known as the guy that ended Ric Flair's career. If I can't compete with the best, then I don't want my career to continue. I'm going to give you the showstopper. I would expect nothing less. Remember the story of old Yeller? Come Sunday, the showstopper's going to take you, old Yeller, behind the woodshed and put you out of your misery. Like I said, I'm putting you out of your misery. So I really enjoyed this match. It was a great main event WrestleMania match. Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair delivered well. And Flair did great considering it was his last WWE match. And most likely it will be his final WWE match. I don't see him coming out of retirement ever again. And unfortunately, it was Shawn Michaels uh, ending Ric Flair's career. And this was Ric Flair's final WrestleMania as an active superstar. So Shawn Michaels defeated Ric Flair with Sweet Chin Music. So since we are running out of time here, I've only got about 50 minutes left in the show, and I've got a lot more matches to discuss. I'm just going to tell you guys about my next favorite matches really quickly for 2008. And that was Backlash 2008, Shawn Michaels versus Batista with Chris Jericho, the special referee, and Shawn Michaels would defeat Batista, faking a knee injury and hitting squeech in music on Batista. Then we got SummerSlam 2008, Edge versus Undertaker inside a Hell in a Cell. It was a great Hell in a Cell match. I loved the Spears through the cell. It was a good quality wrestling match. The Undertaker defeated Edge at SummerSlam 2008 Hell in a Cell match. Unforgiven 2008, Shawn Michaels Jericho, unsanctioned match with Shawn Michaels who get his retribution on Jericho, beating the hell out of him and victory over him. So those are all the best matches from 2008. Now let's focus on the best matches from 2009. SmackDown 500th episode, Shawn Michaels versus Kane. I don't know what it is about this match, but I really, really enjoyed it. It led to... Uh, victory for Shawn Michaels, warming up, warming him up against the Undertaker for WrestleMania 25. So Shawn Michaels defeated Kane at the 500th episode of SmackDown. The next best match of 2009 has to be the greatest WrestleMania match of all time, in my personal opinion, and that is WrestleMania 25, Shawn Michaels versus the Undertaker, two of the greatest legends in the WWE today, and they faced off. At WrestleMania 25. I cannot describe the hype of this match. I'm going to go ahead and let the promo do the talking for me. I am no longer Shawn Michaels' employee of the month. You are looking at the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, the headliner, the showstopper. As I stand here today 
looking at my life, seeing WrestleMania on the horizon, I realize I am living heaven on earth. Is anybody that ought to face The Undertaker at the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania? You're looking at him. Shawn Michaels. Sometimes it is hell trying to get to heaven. 16 and 0 at WrestleMania. A feat so extraordinary. And that was the awesome promo for 
Shawn Michaels and the Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. Now, this was a great match because of all the twists this match had with Michaels hitting Sweet Chin, Undertaker hitting a last ride, Undertaker hitting Choke Slam, Undertaker hitting a bomb, and Michaels and Undertaker kicking out of their finisher. But in the end, get caught and hit with a tombstone pile driver for the Undertaker to defeat Shawn Michaels and go 17 and 0. At WrestleMania 25, this was a 10 out of 10 star match. 10 star match. Nothing I changed about it. It was a great match. This match, WrestleMania history so far, in my opinion. So the next best match of 2009 is SummerSlam of 2009. Is DX versus Legacy. DX actually returned. This is actually the very last DX return as Shawn Michaels would retire in 2010. But DX versus Legacy. Returned at SummerSlam 2009, and it was great to see Shawn Michaels back in DX. And in the end, DX defeated Legacy at 2009 SummerSlam with sweet chin music. And the last match we'll talk about before we go to our commercial break is Survivor Series 2009, a triple match for the WWE Championship. Shawn Michaels' last WWE Championship match. It was John Cena versus Triple H versus Shawn Michaels for the WWE title. And I'm going to let you do all the talking for us. The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. The WWE Champion, John Cena. The King of Kings, Triple H. Three all-time greats in a triple threat match for only one WWE Championship. Anything can happen in a triple threat. Are the odds stacked against the champ? Or will the championship come between DX? WWE Survivor Series. All right, so Shawn Michaels versus Triple H versus John triple threat match for the WWE Championship. And it was a great match. I love seeing Shawn Michaels super kick Triple H to start the match. And then you see Shawn Michaels the Triple H battle for the final time. But in the end, John Cena defeated Triple H and Shawn Michaels to retain his WWE Championship. So, unfortunately, Michael or Triple H did not win the title at that year's Survivor Series. So, so far, we have gone from 2005 to 2009. And we've only got about 45 minutes left of the show, so I must take a commercial break. So coming up next, right after the commercial break, we're going to go from 2010 to the rest of 2015. All right, so stay tuned. We're going to, we have plenty more matches coming up next, including Sting versus Triple H and Undertaker's Undefeated Street coming to an end. But right now, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors. This is Hans USA here for the Fins Podcast. School of Fishing, and we're also going to hear Shawn Michaels and Sting theme song. We're back with more right after our commercial break, folks. Are you a serious tropical fish keeper? Do you currently keep discus cichlids, or are you looking to keep discus cichlids and need to find some quality discus? Why not come to Discus Hans? Discus Han proudly supplies plenty of American discus hobbyists with quality Stenker discus. The Stenker discus provide fish hobbyists the opportunity to race show quality discus because Stenker discus can adapt to tap water and even breed in tap water. 
Discus Hans has helped serve many discus fish lovers with his quality Stinker Discus, and you can experience the beauty of Stinker Discus from Discus Hans. Discus Hans will ship quality discus cichlids right to your door. Check out Discus Hans at www.discushansusa.com. And to place your order for your very own Stinker Discus, check out DiscusFishStore.com. Hey guys, this is Donovan. I'd like to tell you a little bit about my show, Here for the Fix. I talk about how to became a fish keeper until now, talk everyday fish keeping, and about my favorite fish, African cichlids. So go check out my YouTube channel, Here for the Fins, all together lowercase, and check out my Facebook, Here for the Fins. School of Fish, Inc. offers everything an aquarium hobbyist in western Massachusetts needs. We offer the best alive stock from freshwater to saltwater and everything in between. We also have the best corals and live rock. School of Fish, Inc. carries the best brands of fish food, medications, and equipment such as Hikari, Tetra, Marineland, API, and much more. Stop by and check us out today. School of Fish, Inc. located at 1865 Page Boulevard, Springfield, Massachusetts. And we can be reached at 413-543-1994. We're open Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Closed Tuesdays. Check out School of Fish, Inc. That's School of Fish, I-N-C, on Facebook for exclusive deals, specials, and see what's new. Sexy boys. 
Okay, we're back here live on WWE Zone Radio, and I decided that I'm going to play the Sting scene later on in the show because we're running out of time. I only have a two-hour show here, and I've got about 30 minutes left, and I've got to talk about the matches from 2010 to 2015. You're listening to the WWE Zone Radio right here on American Variety Network, and today I am discussing the best matches from the last 10 years, from 2005 to 2015, and before our commercial break, I discussed the best matches from 2005 to 2009, and before I get into the best matches of 2010 to 2015, I'd like to remind all of our listeners out there you can call in at 1-347-989-8142 to discuss your personal favorite WWE match of all time, discuss your favorite superstars, or discuss your favorite match of 2010-2015. Okay, I'd love to hear from you. We had one caller tonight before commercial break. And I'd love some other ones. So if you want to talk about your favorite match, please feel free to call in and do well. Let's get back to our discussion on some of the best matches from the last 10 years. We're going to get to five years ago now in 2010. We'll start with Royal Rumble 2010. Now, this was a great Royal Rumble. This was Shawn Michaels' final Royal Rumble of his career. And it was funny seeing him go ballistic over being eliminated and actually seeing him super kick a referee was pretty pretty cool i really enjoyed that and i really enjoyed the surprise of edge returning and winning like i said earlier at the beginning of the show edge is one of my personal favorite wrestlers and it's great seeing him return and uh win the 2010 royal rumble I said the 2010 Royal Rumble was great, one of my personal favorite Royal Rumbles, and I would rank it eight out of ten stars. All right, the next favorite match of 2010 was WrestleMania 26, Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, Streak versus Career. That's right, WrestleMania 25 rematch. Shawn Michaels wanted a rematch so badly that he would actually cost Undertaker a World Heavyweight Championship at the Lewinsky Chamber 2010. So when Undertaker responded to Shawn Michaels, he said, hey, I'll put my streak on the line. You put your career on the line. 
but there's only one person who could describe this feud to you, and it's WrestleMania 26 match, and that is the promo itself. So let's go ahead and hear it. I don't know if it gets any bigger than this. You're right. The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker's undefeated streak at WrestleMania against well, Shawn Michaels' career. And the seeds were planted for tonight's epic encounter at last year's 25th anniversary of WrestleMania. Last year, people said we had the greatest match in WrestleMania history. I thought this was a great match, Undertaker and Michaels 2 at WrestleMania 26, the Street Richard Career match, but obviously it was not better than WrestleMania 25. And in the end, Undertaker would defeat Shawn Michaels and end Shawn Michaels' career. And this is actually the way Shawn Michaels wanted to retire, so I'm cool with that. But Undertaker ended Shawn Michaels' career at WrestleMania 26. 
The next best match of 2010 comes from SummerSlam 2010, and it was Team WWE versus Team Nexus. And actually, I've never seen this feud before, but I've seen the match. So we're going to hear about the feud right now with the uh, Matt promo, but I've seen the, the match itself and never the feud. The Nexus 7 falling, attacking. The Nexus is focused on destroying everyone and everything. You're either Nexus or you're against us. Ever since you came here and you started beating people up, I've quietly been forming a team that will take down the Nexus at SummerSlam. Here comes Cena's army. The Nexus are running. At WWE SummerSlam, it's an historic showdown when John Cena and John Morrison, R-Truth, the great colleague Chris Jericho, and Brett the Hitman Hart take on the Nexus in a blockbuster 7-on-7 tag team match. WWE SummerSlam, live Sunday, August 15th on Pay-Per-View. Realize that it's SummerSlam, the Nexus is history! So that was Team WWE versus Team Nexus. I never saw the feud. But I saw the match at uh, SummerSlam. It was an okay match. Definitely not one of my personal favorites, but it was a good match for SummerSlam. Team WWE would defeat Team Nexus at SummerSlam 2010. And the last match we'll talk about for 2010 was Survivor Series 2010. Wade Barrett versus Randy Orton with John Cena, the special referee for the WWE Championship. And Randy Orton defeat Wade Barrett after Cena made the pin and John Cena got fired from that match. Let's fast forward to four years ago, 2011. WrestleMania 27. Triple H versus The Undertaker. Triple H wants revenge for his buddy, Shawn Michaels. It was a good classic buildup for the match at WrestleMania 27. There was no talking between the two legends, just face-to-face. -face. Well, there was some talking, but not that much talking. Just face-to-face -face interaction, and it led up to a great match at WrestleMania 27. Back and forth action, and Undertaker would win with Hell's Gate. But Undertaker had been through a battle with Triple H at WrestleMania 27, so much so that Undertaker suffered a heart attack at WrestleMania 27 from the brutal beatdown of Triple H. Undertaker defeated Triple H at WrestleMania 27, uh, 27 and would go on to be 18-0 at WrestleMania 27. All right. One of the biggest, biggest matches in the last four years. Money in the Bank 2011. CM Punk versus John Cena for the WWE Championship main event of Money in the Bank 2011. The hype behind this match was that CM Punk's contract was expiring and he was going to leave the WWE with the WWE title. Obviously, it gained a lot of attraction and a lot of attention from the fans. And it was obviously one of the biggest main events in years. And it could be for many years to come. But it really is hard to describe. So, once again, I'm going to rely on a promo for CM Punk with John Cena at Money in the Bank. Probably one of the last promos for tonight. Power to the people. Power to the people. I would not. 
not trust any of you with the content of this television program. Luckily, everything involving me tonight has nothing to do with you. You cannot make decisions that guide my career. I soundly defeated Rey Mysterio last night in Capital Punishment. I soundly defeated John Cena last week right here on Monday Night Raw. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, wins and losses still do mean something. I would like the anonymous Raw general manager to shoot an email and make it official. I am the number one contender for the WWE Championship. Mr. Punk, I understand your demands, and I will certainly take them under consideration. However, I suggest you leave the ring right now. Until you announce me as the number one contender for the WWE Championship, I suggest you watch me make snow angels. I was going to name you the number one contender later tonight, but since I feel a quench of disrespect, now you're going to have to earn it. Threat number one contender match. You versus Alberto Del Rio versus Rey Mysterio. Balls count anywhere. Okay, so it was a great main event, and CM Punk would defeat John Cena to win the WWE Championship and walk out of Chicago with the WWE title. The next best match of 2011 was Survivor Series 2011, and it was a tag team match featuring the main event of WrestleMania 28, The Rock and John Cena versus R-Truth and The Miz. And in the end, The Rock and John Cena would defeat R-Truth and The Miz. Let's fast forward to 2012, shall we? WrestleMania 28, end of an era. Hell in a Cell match, as our caller Jimmy said is his favorite match. It's one of my personal favorites as well. End of an era, Hell in a Cell match. 
Triple H versus The Undertaker with Shawn Michaels as a special guest referee. We all know the history between Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, and Triple H. It was a great match. And uh, Taker really, really requested this match with um, Triple H so much so that finally Triple H accepted it and said they have to go in one under condition and it's hell in a cell. But in the end, it was a great match full of pedigrees, tombstones, steel shear shots, emotion from Shawn Michaels as a referee. I really enjoyed it. But in the end, Undertaker won with a tombstone pile driver on the Undertaker. And Undertaker would go 20 and 0 at, or excuse me, Undertaker would go 19 and 0 at WrestleMania 28. And uh, it was definitely a great match. So Taker defeated Triple H at WrestleMania 28 in Hell in a Cell match. WrestleMania 28, The Rock versus John Cena. I'm going to let the promo speak for itself. There's a lot of people that are upset about a certain someone's actions last night at WrestleMania. I didn't think that certain someone would actually decide the winner of the main event at WrestleMania. After hearing him speak for so very long, you can't me. it's obvious that I have not earned his respect. Check it, yeah. It's obvious that he doesn't like me very much. You can't me. What are you playing, peekaboo? That certain someone became involved in business. My business. Which means that certain someone and I have business of our own to settle right now. John Cena, what you think was going to happen? John Cena, with Rock on top. You knew payback was coming. Attitude adjustment to the Rock. Things have gone to a whole new level. It all started with you, John Cena, calling me a liar when I say I love the WWE. John Cena, I said exactly how I feel about you. You come out here with your bright-ass purple shirt, your bright green shirt, right orange shirt. You run around here looking like a big fat bowl of fruity pebbles. And what do you do in response? You rap. I wasn't talking trash, Rock. I was talking truth. You left us hanging high and dry to play a fairy with a tooth? That's your role. Know it. You tell these people that you love them. I'm here every week to show it. Make them chant your name. Give us all a fun night. But don't ever call me out again, dude, because that's bringing a knife to a gunfight. Word life. As a rock talk trash. Okay, so that was the uh, Rock and John Cena promo. I had to cut it short because we're running out of time here, and I want to make sure I get to all these uh, great matches. I really enjoyed the Rock and John Cena match. I love how it went down, and I was happy the Rock defeated John Cena. So one of the best matches of 2012, and the Rock defeated John Cena was the rock bottom. 
So I'm for, since we only got 20 minutes left of the show, I'm just going to talk about these matches and uh, I'll skip some of the promos. Extreme Rules 2012, John Cena versus Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar returned for the first time in years, and Brock Lesnar would actually lose his first match back in the WWE as John Cena defeated Brock Lesnar. Let's fast forward to two years ago, 2013, Royal Rumble 2013, and it was CM Punk versus The Rock for the WWE Championship, and The Rock would defeat CM Punk, ending his term and his reign as WWE Champion for 434 days, I believe, and The Rock would eventually win the title at the Royal Rumble in a show-stealing match. Rock defeated C- uh, Rock defeated CM Punk WrestleMania. Uh, Rock defeated CM Punk Royal Rumble 2013. WrestleMania 29. Triple H versus Brock Lesnar. A great match, and Triple H finally defeated Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 29. SummerSlam 2013. Brock Lesnar versus CM Punk, and. In a really show-stopping match, Brock Lesnar pulled off a victory over CM Punk. SummerSlam 2013, Daniel Bryan versus John Cena in a WWE Championship main event. Daniel Bryan originally defeated John Cena, but Triple H turns heel, pedigrees Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton comes down and walks out the WWE Champion, and probably perhaps one of the greatest SummerSlam endings so on one corner, you had the face, Daniel Bryan winning the WWE Championship, but Triple H turns heel, creating the authority, pedigreeing him, and Orton walks out your new WWE Champion at the end of SummerSlam 2013. Let's fast forward to last year, 2014, WrestleMania 30, Daniel Bryan versus Triple H, and originally it was supposed to be CM Punk versus Triple H, but we all know CM Punk is a quitter, and he quit. WWE, so they went with Daniel Bryan versus Triple H, which was a smart move considering how over Daniel Bryan was. And the winner of this match would advance to the main event for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship between Batista and uh, Randy Norton will make it a triple threat match. And Daniel Bryan defeated Triple H with a running knee, and he advanced to the main event of WrestleMania 30. I really don't understand how a running knee can defeat a legend like Triple H, but hey, Daniel Bryan got the victory. So DB defeated Triple H at WrestleMania 30. All right, here's a match I regret that I have to mention because I really was not looking forward to it. WrestleMania 30, Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar. I feel I have to mention it because it's a historic moment, so I'm going to mention it anyways. But WrestleMania 30, Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar. I remember leading into WrestleMania 30, many folks did not know if The Undertaker was actually going to return. We did not know what his health was like. So people thought Undertaker was going to miss WrestleMania 30, but all of a sudden in February of 2014, he returns and stabs Brock Lesnar with a pen, and then we got a match. And then there was a lot of talking for, for Paul Heyman promoting the match and stuff. So Heyman actually promoted the match, and we had Undertaker and Lesnar at WrestleMania 30. But in a shocking moment that I am I can't describe, I want you guys to relive it right here, right now. This is very shocking, folks. Lesnar counter. He's got Undertaker up in his shoulders again. Not again. Going for a triple. A third and Undertaker. Brock Lesnar into the cover. Hooks the leg. The streak is over. 
Yes, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, Brock Lesnar ends Undertaker's undefeated streak. And I really never understood why they had Brock Lesnar and his streak. He never really liked WWE. He never really liked wrestling. He's only here for the paycheck. But uh, I guess streaks are made to be broken. So I wanted you guys to relive that moment yourselves. So at WrestleMania 30, Brock Lesnar defeats Undertaker and ends the Undertaker's legendary undefeated streak. But Undertaker is back here in 2015, and he will get his revenge at SummerSlam 2015 and defeat Brock Lesnar. So I was really shocked when Brock Lesnar defeated Undertaker and ended his streak. I was actually kind of pissed off that, that Brock Lesnar ended Undertaker's streak. If, if Undertaker's streak had to be broken, I would have rather saw Shawn Michaels or Triple H end the streak because they love wrestling, unlike Brock Lesnar, who's just here for the money. But uh, I guess Vince McMahon wanted um, Lesnar to end the streak. So I just thought I'd play that for you guys. It really is sad that Undertaker's streak is now gone. All right, the next best match of 2014 is WrestleMania 30. Daniel Bryan versus Batista versus Randy Orton for a triple threat match for the WWE title. And here's another moment I want you guys to relive. And yes, at WrestleMania 30, Daniel Bryan defeated Batista and Randy Orton to win the WWE Championship. A great way to end WrestleMania 30. My next favorite match from 2014 was Extreme Rules 2014 Shields versus Evolution. Two of the biggest trios and factions in WWE history, and the Shield will defeat Evolution. Survivor Series 2014, Team Cena versus Team Authority, one of the best matches in Survivor Series history as an iconic superstar would debut. And I want you guys to relive this moment right here, right now. And yes, Sting debuted at Survivor Series 2014, his first time ever stepping into a WWE ring, and he cost Team Authority the match, which meant which meant they were out of power for a few months. Team Cena defeated Team Authority. And the last year from the past 10 years, 2015, the year that we are currently in right now. The first match I want to talk about for 2015 is a triple threat match for the 
WWE World Heavyweight Championship from the Royal Rumble 2015. John Cena versus Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar. It was a great triple threat match for the WWE Championship. It really showcased Seth Rollins as a main event superstar, made him look really strong in this match. But in the end, Brock Lesnar would retain his WWE Championship against Seth Rollins and John Cena. And the last match we're going to talk about for tonight is WrestleMania 31, Sting's first ever WrestleMania appearance, and Sting's first ever WrestleMania match. Now, words cannot describe how excited I was for Sting to finally have his WrestleMania moment and his WrestleMania match. And I can't even begin to describe describe what I what I felt during this promo, but I'm going to let the promo speak for itself right here. For 20 years, I eat, sleep, and breathe WWE. While others have come and gone, I have stayed here. My blood, sweat, tears, passion, all to make this a better place. We have a greater responsibility than you could ever fathom. The things we did for all of you, while seemingly cruel and sadistic, are what it takes to make the WWE thrive. Anybody that defies our authority will grovel at my... Sting, now you know what it feels like to make it to the big time. I mean, really, in WCW, you were this great big fish in a teeny tiny little pond. But here in WWE, you're like a minnow swimming in the ocean. Let me remind you of something. WCW lost. You lost. And this Sunday at WrestleMania, you're going to lose any ounce of respect these people have for you when my husband pins you in the middle of this ring. Face it, Sting, you're nothing more than a face-painted freak.
WCW. I'm here to take Triple H. Okay, so that was the Sting versus Triple H promo for WrestleMania 31. And that was one of those matches that I was really excited to see. And I thought the match delivered quality. It was great seeing DX come out for Triple H. It was great seeing the NWO come out for Sting. And in the end, it was great to see the match finally happen. But I was kind of upset that they let Triple H when I wanted Sting to win his very first WrestleMania match. Uh, but uh, obviously, since Triple H and Sting are two favorite wrestlers, I was happy with the outcome. I'm not going to argue that. Uh, Triple H defeated Sting with the sledgehammer shot and pinned him one, two, three. Like I said, Sting should have won. But uh, it was a great match. But Triple H defeated Sting. So these are all of my favorite matches in the last 10 years. What are your guys' thoughts? What do you guys think about these matches that I chose for today's show? If you'd like to add your thoughts on that or your comments on that, please email me at alicecardinelli93 at gmail.com, and I'd be happy to read your thoughts and opinions on tonight's show. So that's going to do it for us tonight here on WWE Zone Radio on American Variety Network. I think we debuted. It's a great show. I love the WWE Zone Radio show, and I love today's show. Hope you listeners enjoyed this show. Now, before I go, I would like to announce that uh, the American Variety Network will be celebrating its 200th episode on Saturday, August 8th, 2015 at 8 p.m. Eastern. That's right. We're going to be celebrating our 200th episode, and that's going to be awesome. So join me for my 200th episode this coming Saturday, August 8th, 2015 at 8 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be an awesome opportunity right here on blog talk radio so i hope you guys will join me for my 200th episode on august 8th and make sure you check out my six flags new england live on location broadcast from last thursday right here on blog talk radio it was a great show and i had a wonderful guest so check out my six flags new england live on location broadcast from last thursday all right so before I go, I'd like to announce my next WWE Zone Radio WWE fans is going to be on Monday, August 17th, 2015 at 6 p.m. Eastern. And my next WWE Zone Radio is going to be a WWE SummerSlam 2015 preview. So in three or four weeks from now, we'll do our next episode of WWE Zone Radio, and we're going to preview SummerSlam. All right, folks, enjoy Monday Night Raw, enjoy SmackDown, and enjoy the WWE. We'll see you next time inside the ring here on WWE Zone Radio as we focus on SummerSlam. Thank you guys for listening today to this episode of WWE Zone Radio. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Alice Cardinelli. Add me as a friend. Follow our page on Facebook, American Variety Network, and follow us on Twitter. The Crazy Italian American. With that being said, have a great rest of your night. And thank you for, very much for tuning into the first episode of WWE Zone Radio. Goodbye, everybody.
I'm 